0: Maggio. Yeah, that's right. The voice of Bender from Futurama. And you're listening to Four Finger Discount. Yeah, Four Finger Discount. Look out, baby! Four Finger Discount, dude.
1: Welcome once again to Four Figure Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons question. Nobody Gets Any More Facebook page, nohomers.net and popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Do we and need to redo the intro from the last one? Like, what if people haven't listened
2: to Billy West? What if there's John DiMaggio fans out there that don't understand what's happening?
1: What do you mean? What would they understand? Straight away,
2: logistically, my head is kind of, you know... What wouldn't they understand? Well, why am I only talking in this? Do we need to... Like, I feel like if we repeat that story, then everyone that's listened to both of them.
1: Is like well, what I think our fans are going to download every show that we put out. love our show, certainly should. They should be doing it, but yeah. In any case, this is my interview with John DiMaggio. (laughs) Have a listen, guys. Hope you enjoy it.
2: Hey guys, it's Mitch here from Four Finger Discount. I'm currently speaking with legendary voice actor John DiMaggio. Some might say that he's the Joe DiMaggio of baseball. Others might say that Joe DiMaggio is the John DiMaggio of voice acting, or the other way around. I forget which way I actually wrote that down, but it seemed like it was a smart idea on the way over to the studio. How are you today, John?
0: Wow, that was that was a hell of an intro, bro. Thank you. I'm I'm glad you went for it. I was really. You know, Miles Davis always said, "If you're going to be wrong, be wrong strong." So <laughs> that's all I got to tell you.
2: <laughs> well, well, if you if there's anyone's life advice to follow, it's Miles, and I look forward to the next 15 years or so of my own life before I that's drop it. off. That's the story. <laughs> um, so, John, you're in Adelaide at the moment for Supernova. Not your yeah. first time to Australia. How are you enjoying yourself? oh absolutely uh
0: absolutely uh wonderful i i love i love it over here it's great uh and and yes it's my second time to adelaide so it's been a good time and i've been over here uh i think i've been over here five times okay. um but i have been to the major the big major cities you know so all of them and uh it's it's been great it's 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 always a always a good time and and you guys are always a good audience and you're always really uh Really friendly. So That's it's awesome. Really
2: great. I was going to say, how does the Australian audience compare? Given, from what I understand, Australian audiences tend to be very quiet when you're talking to them. Much more kind of ready to just sit down and and listen.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I guess when we do a Q and A, it's it's people are pretty pre- people are pretty rapt. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It, um, but but they really appreciate it because you've come all this way. You know, like everybody knows. You know how far it is. You know, and and they and they just they just naturally say, well, we really appreciate you coming down here, and it's just like, well, thanks for having me. It's uh, you know the, the the feeling is mutual. It's re- it's really great.
2: Oh, that's excellent. Now I wanted to congratulate you to kick off the interview with the work that you did on the documentary. It might be a little seen in this country, called I Know That Voice. Yes. Around yes, about three you. years ago. Now, it, it kind of surprised us, to be honest, that the subject had never really been tackled before of, you know, kind of exposing the stars of the voice acting scene. Yeah. As producer, I was wondering, what made you kind of think that now was the right time to do it? Or, you know, um, now being three years ago.
0: Well, I, I mean, when we, when we did it, we I mean, were... We, originally, the director and I of the film were a, in Amsterdam... And this was, like, in 2009.
2: Where many good ideas have been born uh, out.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, but we were there, and I was emceeing a, a, a music festival at the Melkweg, which is a big, big rock venue in Amsterdam. Mm. And he was f- shooting it. He was doing all the, all the video footage, all the live video footage uh, of the bands. And so I was on stage, and I did Bender, and, you know, there were a bunch of people... Bunch of these German tourists by the bar, and I heard them kind of, you know, like, you know, sh- sh- twittering in the back. And 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 so I got off stage and I walked to the bar where where uh, you know the band came on, and I walked to the bar where 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 Larry was. And I and I and all of a sudden these people just brushed up to me and they were like, "Excuse me, are you are you see Actata Plays Bender?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I am." And they were like, "Oh my God, we love." Future Armor. We think it's one of the most amazing shows. We can't believe that you are here, and it was just wild. And, and I was like, you're really appreciative, and I thanked them. And yep. and they walked away. And and Larry was just dumbfounded that you know what I did in a cartoon could you know could affect people like that. And he was like, we should we should do something about voice actors. And I was like, well, that's okay. Well, let's let's think about it. And and we thought about it, and we were like, okay. And we started tossing the idea around, and we shot some footage, some test stuff. We did a couple of test interviews, and and then I got another friend of mine on board, who's a producer, and we said, okay, let's sit down and let's do this. And we put together 20 questions, and we were like, all right, these are the ones that are most important to us that we wanna know from these actors, you know? And, and I started asking my peers, you know, if they'd, if they'd do an interview. Yep. And, you know, one by one, we started getting people. And then we, and and the first initial couple of interviews that we got were really big names. And so once that was the case, I mean, everybody started to, you know, want to be on board. And we did like 150 interviews of people, like, I mean, ranging from voice actors to voice directors to agents to, you know, to um, engineers to, I mean, just everybody. It was Crazy, 150 interviews, 160 hours, and we had a really amazing uh, editor who edited it down to to 96 minutes, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 it was great. You know, it was it was really uh, it was really something. Exactly. And that and that took it from from the beginning of the idea to 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 its debut took about three years.
2: Wow. So, I was going to say, I imagine when Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill say yes, then it makes it very difficult for anyone else to say no.
0: I mean, we started out with Billy West and yep. Tara Strong.
2: Yeah. And
0: it was just like, okay. And as soon as that happened, it was just like, forget it. Flag Everybody gates open. Just fell, in the, fell in the line. And, and, and Mark, was, Mark was great, even though his shirt is wide open, like all the way down <laughs> with belly button almost, which is really weird. If you've seen the film, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we were all trying to figure out if we could edit it out. if We could <laughs> put a little black bar over it or something like that. Um, but uh, but yeah. Well, I mean, we got we got some really great interviews, and and it hadn't been done. You know, it, yeah. it, You're right. It it had not been done. Nobody had talked about it. So that was really you know really special. And to oh, this wow. day, like I mean, it's 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 a trip. It's like uh, I, I just uh, you know people come up to me and they say you know. Hey, uh, thank you so much. Your film meant a lot to me, and it inspired me. And you know, and I never knew that. And you know, but it, it's just great. It's just wonderful. I had the guy. Uh, who's the guy from? Um, oh God, Mad Max. Um, he's, uh, the... he's, a, he's a little guy. He's, uh, he's, he's,
2: he's uh, in a chair. Quentin.
0: Wh- who? Quentin. Quentin. Exactly.
2: Yes. Quentin. Thank you very much. Very I famous him, in this country. And he told me that. He was really
0: worried about uh, what he was going to do for, for his performance. Like, he they shot him and he used his normal voice, and then they were like, "We're going to come back and we're going to do ADR on it." And he was like, "I don't know what I'm going to do." And he told me he watched my movie, and he took pointers mm. from the film that he used for you know uh, for Mad Max,
2: which That's was amazing. like.
0: I couldn't believe that. That was a shocker. Like, I was like, oh my God, and I thanked him like profusely. And it was just really, really cool. Like yeah. I, I was, I was blown away. And so that, that I mean, and things like that, you I know, mean, happen every once in a while. And you're like, wow, this, this is a really cool thing. Yeah. You know? So
2: Now I was looking through your biography when you started in the, what I'll call the industry, obviously you'd done some stand up comedy, um, in the past. Um, You had roughly six credits in your first two years, and most of those were on screen. Then Futurama comes along, and your career trajectory from that point absolutely exploded. Tell us about that journey, the sort of before and after, and was there any way you could prepare for your life changing the way it would have? I don't know if it's
0: it's like preparing for the life change. I mean... It's not like I'm walking around and people are like, oh, my God, you're Bender. It's not, I mean, it's not like that, but, I mean...
2: Mm, professionally, it, it, though. It's, I
0: mean, at a convention, sure, that's fun, but, but you know, it's, it's very, it, it's, it's, a good, it, it's a good anonymous lifestyle considering that I'm on television mostly every day somewhere in the world, and I can walk around and I can go to the grocery store, you know? I mean, I'll tell you, the, the whatever... I'm just happy to be a working actor. That's yeah. that's all. I don't care about the you know the perks of fame because that's all garbage. That's I figured that out a long time ago. That doesn't mean anything. What what means something is to be consistently working, consistently busy, and consistently trying to you know do, do something, you know, and 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 getting it done. And it's, I've been really fortunate. I have a lot of people that, that have been very good to me, um, in my career and I've worked with people multiple times, like over projects, like, you know, I've come back around and, and I've been trusted with material and it's a real honor, you know, Uh, I just, uh, it's, it's just, it's a dream come true really. I mean, I, I I have to pinch myself sometimes because it's just like, this is a wonderful life. Um, yeah. I mean, and and it's yeah. Things started to pop as far as animation was concerned. For after you know, I you know, or what, when I got Futurama and I started doing Futurama, and then I started doing other things as well. And, and and you know, I I mean, I did. There 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 have been a lot of jobs, and it's been really I've been really fortunate. I don't know, man. I just once you. When you're in it, you're not really thinking about it. Yep. So you know, when you look back on it, it's kind of just like, wow, you know, you just like, is it that far back? Wow, oh my god. Um. So, you just try it, and that's the other thing. You got to keep moving forward. You can't just sit around and rest on what you've done. So, I mean, and I've been able to do different stuff. You know, because of Futurama, but because also that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm swinging the bat. I'm in there, you know, giving it my best shot, so... Of course. And I, I've, been, you know, I've been really lucky, so...
2: And in regards to what you just mentioned there about being asked to come back and being trusted with material, I've noticed that you've done a lot of work of, of late, in particular in the DC um, universe, to an extent, with the, the animated Batman films and some Justice League, um, some of the... Lego movies as well. Um, mostly playing villains, from what I noticed. Now, I was curious if you're a comic book fan, uh, just just in your personal life before. Uh,
0: not, not not really. Okay. Not 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 really. But I know I know what's going on in certain you know in certain storylines and stuff like that. But I, I but I know people that are hardcore. Yep. Comic book geeks, and mm. it's just like I don't know. I never I never it never hit me. You know, I never was just like I have to have comics. Okay. I don't know.
2: Tell but us I, then. But I
0: love them. I think they're amazing. You know.
2: Uh, yeah. If when it comes to getting into the character of, say, a killer croc, or you've you've played the Joker in the past, uh, I believe that was in Red Hood. Yeah. Do you do any research? Do you read any of the comics to get into that, or do you go more through whatever that script is and whatever voice they've kind of um, given that you character?
0: Know, I do look up the history of the character, and I try and. I try and have as much of a, 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 a solid bunch of information about what the character's about, and apply that to the character bible and the uh, character design that they're presenting for you know for the for the for that project. Yeah. you know what I mean. So I mean, it's a little bit of both.
2: Yeah. Because it can oh. vary obviously with comics in particular from one yeah. from one project to another you know
0: because yeah I mean an Aquaman in one show is different from an Aquaman in another yeah you know so so you know so it's just like it's it, it, a lot of it depends on what they need too you know yeah. what they want where they, where they, where they feel the
2: character can go yeah you know now, fans of my podcast, uh, so I'm not sure if you're too familiar with what we do, but we talk mostly about The Simpsons, and obviously there's a fair crossover between Simpsons fans and Futurama fans, so they will kill me if I don't ask a little bit about the sort of genesis of Bender. I apologise if this is retreading ground for you, um, right. but I'm sure there's also a lot of people that <laughs> haven't heard the story, so if you if you can talk a little bit about getting on the show, where Bender came from.
0: Well, I got on the show because of... Um because uh, the people that cast the show, Cast Futurama, also cast Fox's uh, Mad TV. Okay. And I had gotten Mad TV, and the contract wasn't good, and my agent and my manager told me to turn it down. Okay. So, so I turned it down, but I was already on the radar with uh, Anthony Mossberg. It was Jill Anthony, and um, oh my God, what was her name? I can't remember, but it was Anthony Mossberg, and there was, they I mean, I owe them my life, you know, in that regard, what we were just talking about earlier. But anyway, they brought me in for it, and I have been working on this voice that I've been playing with, and it was a very funny voice, and it was a combination of three things. It was, it was Slim Pickens from Blazing Saddles, you know, like...
2: One of my what? favorites. What in the hell
0: in the wide, wide world of sports is going on? <laughs> I told you boys to come down here and lay some rail. You know, like yep. that one. And then like every drunk, in, like in the in the New York City metropolitan area at a bar, you know. I don't know about you, but I would kick you in shins. I don't need anybody's to help me. Um me. And then... There was a guy that i went to college with his name is ralph colombino he runs a he runs a a a children's theater uh acting studio and he's really great but Mm -hmm. he was i went to college with him and he used to do this guy named charlie the sausage lover i've heard this and charlie the sausage lover was a guy who loved to talk about sausages he was a big fan of sausages, and he would just sit around and go, sausages, they are fun to have, fun to have all kinds of sausages, sausages, German sausages it's the worst. You can have a met worst sausages, Have a Mettwurst, it's very good, It's delicious. I got, oh, you got, and the uh, Italians, Italians have a uh, hot Italian sausage. You have a sweet Italian sausage, salami, kind of crazy. Gotta, and so he would go on and on, like, and I would, I would egg him on. You know, all I would do is my impression of him doing his character, and he would. Immediately, you know, it was it was it was so much fun. But he, it was part that too. And then you put that all together in a blender, and you get, and you get the, the you know, the lovable scamp. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it.
2: You, speaking of, like just the the working relationship of Futurama. Yourself and Billy seem to have great rapport. Um, obviously, you've worked together a number of years on the show. Had you shared anything? You know, professionally prior to this, did you just know each other through the industry, like, wh- wh- or was that just a happy kind of coincidence that you guys hit it off once you started working together?
0: Uh, I mean, listen, this is a, we're talking about a guy who is one of the best in the business, mm. and he was just—I don't know—it wasn't like he it wasn't like he mentored me, but he just led by example. And it was just really cool. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I he used to be on Howard Stern, and I used to listen to Howard Stern all the yeah. time. And and it was and and I watched Ren and Stimpy and like you know and all the stuff and and it was just I don't know. We just we're just kindred spirits, I guess. Um, I mean, I love the guy. He's great. You know, it's uh, it, we when we do conventions together it's awesome you know yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun and he uh he i don't know we just we, we're we just good guys and we work together well we just we we've been in the stu- we worked in the studio together forever so it's just you know hearing each other shooting off our best kind of bits you know back and forth yeah you kind of you kind of get a rapport with each other and and has it, that, You know, that's it. You know.
2: Has there been much room for improvisation over the over the journey with Futurama? And, and with... Oh
0: man, yeah, sure. There was there was the, there improv moments here and there that, that that you know occasionally would make it in, but for the most part, the, those guys, those scripts were. They didn't need anybody being you know just like I'm an actor and I'm going to improv. <laughs> you know, like nobody needs to do that when you have the caliber of writing staff that we had for that show and the many shows that I've worked on you know like of course there's times when you know you're playing around and and it's allowed but you know mostly you want to get what's written down first before you start playing around with the thing I
2: mean you know yeah with regard to obviously Billy would have been a hero of yours who else historically um, or even currently who are the people that you look up to and, and try to emulate in your own work Richard Pryor, uh, Robin Williams, and George Carlin. They're, that's a pretty good four. <laughs> that's, um, um, straight away, just yep. done. Yep. And and, and
0: high-end uh, honorable mentions to the uh, original cast of Saturday Night Live. Yep. Um,
2: Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Uh, if there's one regret that I or one thing that I truly feel that we've missed out on in Australia, it's going through that golden period of Saturday Night Live. Uh, particularly when Eddie was in charge I would have given yeah, anything uh, to Eddie was
0: Eddie was on fire for many years yeah he, like, was, he was he was on fire like he was I mean he'd do buckwheat and it would just be the funniest thing for uh, the little rascals like it was just
2: oh my god I was gonna say talk about characterization in the guys that you've just mentioned there George Carlin like his ability to find the voice of a character was no. I think in comedians almost second his to New, none his
0: New Yorker is the quintessential you know, he, he knew guys that talk like this. You know, that, that every time that uh, you know, he would uh, just start to talk about the guys in his neighborhood. He, you know, he had this guy right here, um, and there was that guy. You could walk down the street in New York to this day and hear that guy, hear that guy talking. And it's, it's, you know, and you know, he got the other guy. This, this guy over here. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of guys that talk like this in New York. You know, and and it, you know, you hear these. You hear these storytellers tell these stories and come to life, and it's just like wow, that's incredible, you know. Yeah. I mean, and they all did their time in New York. I mean, but Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor was just one of the greatest storytellers of all time. Yeah. You know. So, and I got to work with Chappelle. Really yeah, right. well, you know, when I was doing stand up, like I knew Chappelle back in the '90s, and Chappelle and Attal and Louis C.K. and all the all the comics that are popping today are, like, the people that, you know, the people that couldn't follow me back in the day, you know, when I was doing my stand-up thing, and I, I was in a stand-up comedy duo. And, you know, we were a pretty killer act. We were hard, really hard to follow because we were really high energy, and we were really good. Um, but, that, that like, like, all... Like all comedy teams, they all come crashing to a halt. <laughs> I believe there is there's some surviving but, footage
2: uh, on YouTube for anyone interested. Was it um, uh, was it Johnny Red and the Round Man? Am no, I getting Red that right? Red Johnny and the Round Guy. Red Johnny maybe and the Round yes. Guy. Sorry, I was there's about as maybe, close as I was. Maybe, with...
0: there's, a, there's a YouTube thing of us on like the first John Stewart. It was it's painful for me to watch because I can just <laughs> see how much I hate my partner. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we had no, a very
2: famous duo in Australia called Lano and Woodley I'm not sure if you ever would have heard of them but they built a 20 year career off hating each other and basically oh, disintegrating on stage every night but in a very lovable way <laughs> well, that's funny
0: See, yeah we couldn't do that we couldn't hate each other and continue to work punch <laughs> them in the mouth but anyway that's uh, but yeah but, but that's I mean like but like you know like Sarah Silverman like I remember when she couldn't get a laugh She's worked so hard. Yeah. You know, like Wanda Sykes Hall, I mean like all those comics, man, all yeah. those comics. And I'm and I'm so like proud of them. Like I I love them. Like I think that they're I think that they're brilliant voices. Like they've been and that's the whole thing about stand-up comedy that I couldn't I don't think I could do. I mean, it's just that, that point of view to stick with it and 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 be be that brave, and I'm just like I'm. I don't feel like I don't feel like I don't feel like bombing anymore. Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, like I'll bomb in certain ways. Like I'll make a wrong choice and go for it, and just whatever. But in front of a crowd, that's tough.
2: it's you, Tough. Yeah, it's a tough I, life. Louis C.K. is one that you mentioned that I imagine. Well, he's gone on record and spoken about that, that in his early days in particular, it took him a really long time to be able to kind of make that leap and then be able to get audiences to buy into the leap that he was making. And yeah, it's paid yeah. paid off for him now, but the, the years of rejection that it has to oh, take man, to, to even, get... Oh, man,
0: you didn't even... I've seen, I've seen him bomb. I've seen, I've seen all the best bomb. Mm. I've seen them all bomb. Which is and, a, a good you know, message. And it's, and, it's a, and it's a lesson. It's a lesson. Yeah. And it's brilliant. And these people are... And they still bomb. They, you don't you don't hear about that. But they still
2: bomb. Well, even Louis C.K. needs to break in new material somewhere. Yeah, and, you exactly. Know, I'm sure for every three hours that he writes, maybe 40 minutes of that actually works its way into an act, if that. Yeah. Um, but yeah... Um, I, I, I'm kind of subtly impressed that you've name-dropped some of my favourite American comedians that are currently working, so that means at the very least I'm, I'm on the right track for who I'm listening to. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, we should we should wrap it up and let you go taste the nightlife of Adelaide. I'm sure Maslin's Beach is calling out to you. E, e, what, what beach? Maslin's Beach. Have you not heard of that? No, I haven't. No, that's the nudest beach in Adelaide. While you're over there, make sure you oh, check out their dang, shores. Man, come on, dude. I got a. Oh, You've got a fire. You travel know. agent. No,
0: I could have gone to see some boobies, <laughs> even though they would have been probably long boobies. <laughs> Sorry, I don't
2: mean. No, that. well they're never they're never the sort of boobies that you want at a nudist. No, page. that's
0: the worst part about a nudist place is just yeah you all the people that are nude are the people that you don't want to look at. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then when there's one like person that you're you, you would, wouldn't mind looking at nude, you realize you're looking at a nude person and invading their privacy. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't, like, no, it's in, and then no.
2: Yeah, you can't enjoy it in both ways. No.
0: Nope.
2: But thank you <laughs> thank you so much for your time, John. It's been an absolute no, pleasure it's chatting. my
0: pleasure, man.
2: Uh,
1: enjoy the rest of your time in Australia. Thank you, brother. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you very much. Should we tell the people at home what was happening whilst you we are doing the interview? I was sitting there watching... You were sitting there watching... Making sure you didn't fuck anything screaming up.
2: Screaming at me silently. Because well, <laughs> you didn't want to be picked
1: up on the microphone. You were like, talk about that! <laughs> like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing here? <laughs> there, was, there was a couple of points where I felt you like... You know I have
2: done this with you from time to
1: time. I know. <laughs> there a couple of times where I thought... I felt like you were about to sort of wrap it up. I just, I got that vibe, so I was like, keep going, keep oh. going. When I was doing that, I was... And I realised I was doing that wrap it up sign. Then I'm yeah, like, wait a were- minute... No, keep going. You sort of gave him to look like, yeah, I will wrap it up in a minute. And I was like, no, don't wrap up. I was like, mate, he seems relaxed. We'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying, keep going. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's like saying no and nodding. You know, it's just giving the wrong vibe anyway. But well done. You did a good job. What a dude. Oh, such a man's man Yeah,
2: if anyone did spot a nude John DiMaggio at Maslin's Beach Please write in, and send a photo <laughs> That
1: would be great Do If inter- he just left the hotel and made a beeline for it <laughs> Do to interview I gotta go, I, I just thought. heard about this place <laughs> go, go, go to the desk Can you Google map how to get to this beach? Yeah <laughs>
2: I can guarantee that we were clearly the only people that brought it up Because that was the first time you'd heard of it Yeah. <laughs> so the, there's, a fir- there's an exclusive If only we had more time Because I felt it was going down a great avenue there once we got on a comedy, I, I was worried that maybe listeners wouldn't have cared as much about that, but I could have spoken about George Carlin for the next hour and a half with him. I, That's I, why I,
1: I reckon you should start a podcast talking to comedians. Yeah, I'd love it, but there already is one. Who's Just, fucking Justin there was Hamilton's already a can Susan's can you take podcast? podcast? Who, yeah, but, ca- who cares? Yeah, okay. We'll try and get on the in. There's more than one podcast talking to comedians, dude. Mm-hmm. It's just because I'm a big fan of the other one out there. I'm like, well, how can I beat that? We were a big fan of the other Simpsons podcast, weren't we? And we
2: still started this one? Yeah, you, we were huge fans of it. <laughs> I mean, the one that we started a feud with three weeks in.
1: That's right. We did too, didn't we? <laughs> Let's not get into that. Thanks to all We've the guys have been dancing
2: super- on their grave for the last year and a
1: half. <laughs> hey, like it down there, fellas. <laughs> huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Thanks to the guys at Supernova, Daniel Lionel and Sky for teeing up that interview. Really do appreciate it. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram. And the Twitter at 4 Please also, if you haven't subscribed to us on Patreon yet, we'd really appreciate it. For minimum of $1, you can get access to our exclusive drawers. And we've got a bag of goodies here, haven't we? From our friends at Pop Culture. From our friends at Pop Culture. This is a huge bag. Simpsons figurines. I'm reaching
2: in here at random, and the very first thing that I've pulled out is a figurine of Simpsonized Weird Al Yankovic from that 90s show. How awesome is that? That's pretty fantastic. (laughs) It comes with his own harmonica. (laughs) Uh, uh, Sorry, um...
1: Xylophone. Piano no, no. accordion. Accordion, yes. Xylophone. What the fuck is Zylo- I doing? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Well, harmonica's <laughs> no good either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plenty of goodies from our friends at Pop Culture. Oh um, my God, Tom Jones. Yes, Tom Jones. That's fantastic. Steven Tyler. All these stuff to give away over the next few months, but you have to be at least a $1 pledger on our Patreon page to get access to exclusive the Exclusive monthly draws. Yes, plus exclusive podcasts and everything on patreon.com forward slash four finger discount. patre on.com forward slash four finger discount please rate and review us in the iTunes store as well if you haven't done so really appreciate them Mitch any final words for the listeners John DiMaggio can bite my shiny metal ass shh